0: What's the most challenging thing you've done in your life?
1: The most challenging thing in my life has been being trapped by
0: a grass fire. Today on Feed, Play, Love, we speak to the amazing Taria Pitt about the biggest challenges in her life and how she's overcome them.
1: Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt.
0: When it comes to life's challenges, Taria Pitt has conquered a few. She survived burns to 65% of her body after being caught in a grass fire during a 100-kilometre ultramarathon. Since her recovery, that took two gruelling years, she has competed in the Ironman World Championships, walked the Kokoda Track, started her own business wrote three best-selling books and most recently appeared on Celebrity Apprentice. So if anyone has match fitness from doing hard things, it has to be Taria. In fact, her podcast is called Taria Pitt is Hard Work, where she interviews some of the world's most resilient figures. Taria is mum to two boys Hakavai and Rahiti, now four and two, which is well and truly in the weeds. Hi, Terea, how are you?
1: Hi, Siobhan. Thanks for having me.
0: Someone once said to me when um I think my kids are a similar age to yours, they said, You're in the weeds until your youngest is about four. So <laughs> you're right in the <laughs> you're right in the thick of some of the most challenging parts of parenting. And I'm wondering. I know you didn't do all of those things pre-kids. A lot of those challenges you faced have actually been post-kids, but I'm just wondering with all the things that you've been through before you became a mum, did that help you gain some resilience for the challenges we face in parenting? Oh,
1: 100% because I think each time we go through something tough or through something hard, um, I think that strengthens our resilience muscle and that does help us with future hard things or future tough times. So I think obviously in my experiences, you know, getting burnt, doing crazy things like Ironman World Championships, um, they obviously prepared me to be a parent. And that's not to say that I'm like totally nailing this, this parent thing. I'm definitely not. But maybe I'm more accepting of, the, of its relentless nature.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, just to begin with that, the fact you were doing a hundred kilometre ultra marathon when you were caught in the grass fire, that already says that you have so much grit, I think. What have you found the most challenging thing about being a mum?
1: For me, I think it's it's relentless, like the relentless nature of it. It is a job that you don't um, you get very little praise or thanks for being mum. I, I think this is the part that's bullshit, though. I think dads get a lot of praise for being a dad, but mums, it's just expected that you're going to be a domestic goddess, your kids are going to be clean all the time, you'll have all these extracurricular activities planned out for them and that's like if you're doing all of those things and you are a good mum... And so I find that really high expectation quite frustrating, um, and and it's almost impossible to achieve that and to be that perfect mum.
0: And also, a lot of um, your work you do coaching for mums, you have your running program for mums, you do lots of different things, and part of that is being really visible online, you know, on your social media, yeah. etc. Is that Do you think an extra challenge for you, that fact that your life is so visible and everyone wants to know about your beautiful boys and so is that an extra level of comparison that you get?
1: No, no. If anything, I think it's good, right? Because I get to share, like if I've had a challenging day with my kids, I can write about it and I can send it out to my audience and then I get feedback from people saying I felt exactly the same my kids did x y and z so I find if anything it makes me feel uh less alone and that's why I think I don't try to paint this really perfect picture of my life because it's anything but and I want women and mums to be okay with their life being a bit a little bit chaotic
0: so it's really a community that you have and and that you've built up over time then
1: Yeah, and they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. It is a community of like really supportive, kind, empathetic, no bullshit women who've got a good sense of humour.
0: Oh, that sounds perfect. (laughs) So, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Where do you think that pressure to be the perfect woman, wife, mum comes from?
1: I think it's from society, like, you know, a little bit of what we talked about before, right? That... There's this expectation for a woman that she's got to have a clean house, be good at cooking, be a really great mom, do the extracurricular thing. She's got to be hot and sexy <laughs> as well. Oh, she's got to have, she's got to be really fit. She's got to have a perfect relationship with her partner. You've got to do all of those things, and and also these days you have to be working and contributing financially to the household. And I just don't think those expectations are placed on men because for a guy what, you just go to school and pick up the kids and then you're like an awesome dad. I just, I feel like the expectations for men and for women are very different. So I think part of that is a societal thing, but I also think probably social media feeds into that of people sharing their really perfect lives with their five children on an organic farm and they only drink activated oxygen and that, you know, <laughs> I look at those posts and I'm just like, fire out.
0: Just exhausting. <laughs> or the cupboards, the cupboards oh, where everything's yeah. labelled. And <laughs> yeah, it's
1: exhausting. I just think, oh, mate, oh, no. And then you feel bad because you're not
0: doing the same thing. So how do you deal with that kind of thing? Um, the preface I want to put into that is that I've been doing my podcast for about seven years now. I've talked to amazing people like yourself who give me this great insight into, you know, just living your normal life and, and not mm. worrying about that comparison. So I have those reminders all the time. And yet deep in my psyche, I'm often thinking I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, the, you know, I'm not doing those things for my kids, even though my rational mind knows better. And I'm wondering how you deal with that kind of, I guess, insidious expectation that's out there on women. Yeah. And that's
1: kind of mother guilt, right? Like you go away, you feel guilty. You give your kids McDonald's, you feel guilty. You don't take them to soccer, you feel guilty. And the thing that I think is bullshit is like Michael, my partner we'd never feel guilty. You'd no. go on a fishing trip I'd say, did you feel bad about leaving us? He'd say, nah, darling, I had fun. I hung out with the boys, drank some beers, caught some fish. It was great. You know, they just, and I think, again, that's because of the pressure that either society places on us or, or we place on ourselves. So I guess I accept it. I accept it as part of being a mum that you are going to feel guilty some of the time and that's okay. And I try to, you know, if I am with my kids, I try to just be with them and I try not to multitask. I don't try to do emails and call people and go onto social media and do all these other things. I try to just be with them. And that's easier said than done Um, but that's what I try to do. And I find if I'm giving my kids undivided attention on, on their days, then on, you know, the days where I'm at work, um, I can give my attention to my work. And then for fitness, because obviously I'm a, someone who loves exercise and I love running, and this is part of what I talk about in my running program, but I feel like doing exercise and moving your body, everyone knows it's good for you. And I think as a mum it helps me to be less shitty And annoyed with my family because I find if I'm just like doing everything for everyone else and making sure everyone else is all right and I've done nothing for myself, I can just be real, really cranky and irritated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only way
0: I got through lockdown was doing yoga every morning. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the only way I could face yeah, yeah. homeschooling <laughs> Oh my gosh, you had to homeschool
0: You had to homeschool, you're my hero You're well, my well you know, you should have seen how I did it You might have changed your mind um, The other thing I'm really curious about is you're a, a mindset coach, right? So you have seen a lot of people through, I guess, challenging situations for them And I'm always curious do you have a coach or mentor, or do you coach yourself? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I
1: don't have like a um, like a formal coach, mentor relationship with anyone, but. With people that I meet, I try to see what they're doing really well. I try to learn stuff from them. And if they're doing something really well, I'll have a think about how they're doing it and I'll try and implement it in my own life, if that makes sense. That probably that mm. makes me sound really calculated.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It means you're open to learning from others. I think we should all yeah, be a bit like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I try to be. I know sometimes I'm probably not. I think that's just part of being human, right? And sometimes we don't have the energy for it, but I try to just, if there's people that I look up to and admire, and my partner Michael is actually a person that I really admire and he's he's really awesome with people. He's really friendly. He gives them his time. He chats to them. He asks them about how they're doing and... I think that's such a simple and easy thing for all of us to do is to make space for other people, slow down a bit, have a chat to them and find out how they're going. And so that's, that's one thing I've learnt from him or one thing I admire in him that I'm trying to do in my own life.
0: Are there any people whose parenting styles you see and admire and want to sort of try and learn from as well? I, I'm thinking myself my sister has always been someone i've looked to and gone oh i really like how you do that and sort of by osmosis it comes into the way i parent is there anyone like that in your life that has helped you on that front oh gosh no no
1: <laughs> no i'd like i am definitely i'm definitely not a perfect parent but i did really like the way that i was raised my mum was really loving and my dad was such a hard-ass. We had no t- we had no TV in the household. He had two rules, no whinging. The second rule was no bloody whinging. Um, but, like, I don't know. It sort I like of, your dad. Yeah, it sort of worked. It sort of worked. So I'm not, like, I'm nowhere near a hard-ass like my dad. But I also know that kids, um, I, I do know that kids like, well, I shouldn't say that, my kids like boundaries and they like things that are clear and they like things that are consistent. Like if I say to my son one day that you can watch Bluey and then the next day I say you can't watch Bluey today but there's no reason, like that's just that's being really inconsistent. But like, you know, my kids are four and two, so at the moment I'm God, right? So if I say something (laughs) if I say something they have to follow. They have to do it. Whereas I don't know what they'll be like when they're fourteen and
0: twelve. Yeah, that's maybe, where you, you've got to start yeah, the hard stuff earlier. Yeah, I think. <laughs> maybe when they're 14
1: and 12, they'll be like, what are you going to do about it, mum? What are you going to do? You know, like oh, that, And then that, you'll
0: say, hmm.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I, I actually don't know what I'll say, but I'm confident that I'll be able to figure that out before I get there.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I've learned, well, I've found about parenting, I should say, is that I'm constantly surprised about what I learn about myself from my kids it's always really unexpected things like i you know my levels of patience have improved but finding oh. out where i lose my patience i've really seen that with my kids i mean yeah. is it, have you found you've learned stuff in the process of parenting about yourself
1: you know what before i became a mum i was really i was really worried about what kind of mum i was going to be because w- my mother and i got i got really lucky in life i had two really great role models in that my mum and dad Obviously, they had their flaws, but they instilled into me a really good approach to life. And overall, I think they did a, a fantastic, amazing job. And you know, they've got to take um, a lot of a lot of credit for that. There. So uh, the reason I was worried when I was pregnant is because my mum is compassionate, caring, nurturing, loving, maternal, selfless, and I was just like, it. "That's like, there's no way, there is no way that I'll be as good a mum as my own mum. Like she was, she was awesome." Yeah. Um, and I think what I found about being a mum is I am caring, I am nurturing, I am maternal, I am loving. I do. Have a lot of patience with my kids. Like that patience gets tested, especially at five o'clock in the evening when I'm trying to cook dinner <laughs> and there's children running around the house screaming and they're running in and out of the pantry, going "I'm hungry, I'm hungry." <laughs> um, you know, that's 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 the moment where my patience is definitely tested. But I've I've, I've realized that I am caring and compassionate and nurturing, and I I do love this version of me. Like I, I love being a mum and I love how my kids have softened me and I love the person that I am. Not all the time, because sometimes I don't, I'm, I, I feel like I'm not a good parent, but most of the time I love the, I love the parent
0: that I am. That's brilliant. Um, and look, before I let you go, I'm just wondering if any particular moments of joy come up, because we often talk about the challenging things in raising kids, but I'm wondering if there have been any moments with your boys that you've just gone, you know what, that was a great parenting moment.
1: Yeah, so I read, I read Shonda Rhimes's book, The Year of Yes, and she had this thing in there where she said I'm going to – her kids are always asking to play with her and she'd be like, no, no, I've got to do – all of the stuff we have to do, right? Send the email, cook the dinner, put away laundry, have that phone call with someone. There's always so many things that we need to do just to keep our lives running. And her kids are always asking how to play with them and she'd always say, no, no, I can't because I'm busy. And then she said she decided to just start saying yes because she realised that the amount of time that they would want to play with her would only be 15 minutes, Right. And so I had to think about that and I was like, fine, I'm just going to try it. And so when they ask to play with me, not all the time, but usually I will say yes, play with them. It generally goes for like 15 minutes max. And that helps me to not feel so guilty about the times when I have to say no because I'm cooking dinner or I'm, you know, doing whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, I got to. I
1: got to tell you one
0: more, one more story. Yes,
1: please. Do. Um, I'm getting really high off sounding like a good parent right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm all for that. Yeah. So you, you got to take the wins, hey, when you get them. So, so Huckaby when he was two, he was having a tantrum. He was saying, "I want Peppa, 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 Peppa." So I put Peppa Pig on the TV, and he kept screaming and saying, "Peppa, Peppa, Peppa, Peppa," and I. My patience was really tested and I thought, you know what, you're going to go to bed. So I put him in the room and shut the door and it's, it's quite heartbreaking but I could hear his little fists banging against the door. Um, I just did that because I, I needed time to just calm down myself. So I took a few deep breaths and everything and then I opened the door and I said, come, like, come out, and he said, Pepper. And I was like... <sighs> <laughs> Fuck, like I don't know what to do. And then I said, Can you show me what you mean? And he walked into the kitchen, pointed into a bench, I picked him up, I pulled open like the drawer he was pointing out, and he wanted the pepper pig sultanas. Oh so that's why now when I if I don't understand what they're saying, I say, Can you show me? Can you describe what you mean? What colour is it? Where does it where does it live in the house? Because I think it must be so frustrating to be a little person trying to explain something to an adult and the adult just doesn't, is not understanding what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's such yeah. a great, yeah. such a great learning.
1: Yeah, that was good. So I try to ask like exploratory questions about what it is rather rather than just being like, go to your room. I'm sick of you. <laughs>
0: Although sometimes that also works, right?
1: (laughs) It it does. And sometimes I have to put both of my boys outside and say, you guys actually just need to play out here. I'll be inside. You guys are arguing.
0: You guys can sort it out. Someone once said to me that small boys are like puppy dogs, that they need to be run, fed and watered.
1: (laughs) But my my puppy dogs are relentless because I can take them out (laughs) from 8 to 12, have a massive day, you know, come home. They watch TV for 20 minutes and then it's like, mum, mum, can we go ride our scooters? Can we go to the beach? Can we do that? Can we do this? Can we do this? The good thing is by, by the evening, by 7 o'clock, they are cooked.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, well, I have cooked. to say it does sound like they've got a bit of mum's grit as well
1: <laughs> to be able to uh, keep going for that long. Yeah, I just think
0: it's, they're energetic. They're very energetic. Well, I think it sounds like you're doing a marvellous job. Thank you so much for talking with me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, mate.
0: That's Taria Pitt. She's a podcaster, author, and mindset coach, among many other things. And check out Taria's podcast, Taria Pitt is Hard Work, on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed Play Love. If you did, please rate, review, or favourite. That way, you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at at feedplayloveatlistener.com. Bye for now.